Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Yes, hi, hello, and happy New Year, sports fans. Welcome to the first episode in 2024 of Extra Points presented. Oh, we're off to a great start this calendar year. (laughs) We're presented by Omaha, just like we were last year. And when I say we, I mean me and Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. And of course, Sarah Tiana, fresh off the mountains with her (laughs) fellas there. She was posting videos on social media. Go back and look at those. We have... Two great guests for the price of one coming up in just one second. I have to ask you one thing, Sarah. Good times up on the slopes with the fellas. Yeah, good times. No fresh snow. It was all man-made. So, you know, it's like 60 degrees and sledding. So, yeah, really good times. Wonderful. And I can tell from your social media activity that you were able to free yourself up to watch those two college football (laughs) semifinal games. Let's dig in on those. In fact, let's devote all our attention to the upcoming national championship this Monday night. Were you rooting for Alabama, by the way, in the Rose Bowl as an SEC person? I was cheering for the asteroid. Yeah. Okay, good, good. good. That's better than that's one subject I do want to get into with (laughs) our pair of guests here. Tiana and I were going back and forth on like, who should we get this week? And she said, obviously we got to get some Michigan people or some Husky faithful, right? Do do you know anybody? And I said, I know the perfect two (laughs) fellas here. You can check them out Friday night at the crocodile 6 PM up in Seattle, uh, threading the needle as it were. And then on Sunday, as a part of their Michigan alumni. So this counts for them to do it. They're going to be hosting in Houston, Texas, an event for those Wolverines fans. They are the hosts, of course, of the Dumb People Town podcast with our guy, Dan Van Kirk. View from the cheap seats, which I've been a guest on. How about that? Don't let that dissuade you you from, uh, from checking that one out. And Eddie Spaghetti, anecdotally, Big fan of their show in the hump room up in the in the comedy mm-hmm. store. They are Jason and Randy Sklar or Randy and Jason Sklar. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're thrilled to have them. Happy New Year and happy college football. Ooh, oh, happy everything. It's great to see both of you. I can't believe Damashek didn't mention that our sons are friends and are buddies with each other. And it yeah. makes me so happy. Your son's funny. He is funny as hell. It, it'll it. be a lot different if Jay was like Sarah Tiana's son and my son are friends. That would be <laughs> his son is like 15 Weird. and his Weird. her son Weird. is two. How about the fact that we just wrote on a show with Sarah Tiana that uh, just aired the Kevin Hart, Keenan Thompson 2023 back that year up. And it was so much fun. To be in a room with Sarah, she is so GD funny and like so much fun to hang with. Sniper. A sniper. A and I sniper. forgot, I I kind of, because she had tweeted uh, earlier, she tweeted uh, if, mm-hmm. you know, Penn State's getting their kicked and uh, Ohio State Ohio just State. lost to Missouri. Tell me, tell, tell me, me how, how Michigan can hang with Alabama at all. And I found the tweet and I said, that's how Sarah. The game. I was <laughs> yeah. waiting for that to happen. I'm like, you if we win, wait. I'm doing that. But I also didn't want her to think that I was like trolling her in any way, shape or form because I was like, that's what I would tell you in the room if we were face to face. So oh, I then yeah. had to go three lines under and be like, you know, we love you. Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are pro crap talk. Now, earlier there was a wise crap about little kids we'll leave that to aaron Rodgers. that's his his bag right now that's right but that's his brand of comedy and uh and he you're obviously on team kimmel there okay there you go you think so well listen uh, (laughs) he's neither here nor there i am but i'm anti-weirdo so yes um disruptive weirdo now listen let's talk about the, the the good stuff here your Michigan Again. Wolverines. Let's let's start with just listen. I, you, you were posting oh some great God. pictures, and they, they 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 it felt sincere. You're not doing some bit walking on the field mm-hmm. down in Pasadena oh, and everything and else. So get, get into it for us. I know that's a terrible so, question. Talk about it. It's what the sideline reporters. No, do, no, no. So let's play it <laughs> Tell me about it. How are you feeling? So so we got to do. They they reached out to us. Uh, to the Michigan Alumni Association. Do you want to perform comedy at the pep rally? We're like in front of 7,000 people. We're like, are you joking? Of course we want to do that. 
And we wrote some. We should have run all our jokes by Sarah. I can't believe we did that. We didn't want to make you. Work I did. I asked you, Sarah. I think I mentioned to you. We're doing this. Do you want to give us some pitches? But we re- we got it down. We said, you know, our one of our opening jokes was, uh, uh, "It's so good to be here in the Galen Center." They they had the pep rally. So and the house that USC built and then donated to Reggie Bush's parents. <laughs> and then and then yep. we said, "Look, we're excited. Everybody's excited." Uh, we just got off the phone with Mel Tucker. Huge laugh. Huge laugh. Uh, he sounded like he was doing something else. Was he exercising? He was out of breath. He was breathing. This is really a victory hard. for the state of Michigan. He must it's have been over victory. the moon. It was over the moon. We made lots of jokes. We had so much fun. We said hi to the president of Michigan. We had a great time. We got David Allen Greer, who we had just worked with on the Kevin oh. Hart show. He came. He's a Michigan alum. He was so fu- he was so funny. He was at the game with us, sitting like next to us at the game. Uh-huh. Game goes into overtime, and he just looks at us. And he's like, "I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go. I, I want to be so happy." We're like. Hilarious. Uh, well, he's obviously, delight, our voices yeah. are up. He is I'm a delight. so glad, by the, by the way, that that only went to one overtime because how was your heart doing when it does go yeah, to Sarah, overtime? So, so here, so the game starts, and you know that the very first play, JJ yeah. McCarthy, Michigan quarterback, throws an interception, like yeah. an insane catch. Over, like, and we can't see because that is literally happening right in front of us. So the players are, we can't see that the guy stepped out of bounds first. I mean, you need the replay to show that, but that was a legit interception that he threw. And then the guy's out of bounds and didn't establish himself back in. So we get a chance, three and out. We're like, this is TCU all over. Randy and I looked at each other and we're like, this is going to be a long <laughs> afternoon. I don't know how already an interception and then like, three and out. And my watch going, like, can we leave now? <laughs> So then, then Michigan on the field, and this was the thing. This is what everyone said. How's Michigan going to keep up with their speed? How's their defense going to get through that big offensive line? How are they going to control Jalen Milrow? On the next set of four downs, two sacks. Two sacks that were like way back, like, and really set a tone. And we're like, okay, maybe we're in this game. The very next play, punt muff, fumble the punt, and three plays later, they're running in the end zone and Michigan's down seven points. So imagine that roller coaster ride in like three series. So we're saying to ourselves, this Michigan just can't get over the hump. Now, Randy and I are the most pessimistic fans ever when we're in the heat of the moment because we've had to be unrealistically optimistic about our stupid careers and all the negativity goes into one place and it comes out during a Michigan game. But our vibe is this. What is a what is a pessimist? What does a pessimistic sports fan want more than anything in the world? To be proven wrong, damn yes. it. You want it That's in your heart. Do it. I'll That's eat why the we crow. do it. Spiritually, we self-insulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we announced, oh, we I know we're about to lose. Same old Wolverines. Same old story. You're, That's you're right. saying that for the exactly. man in the mirror, right? right? And you don't and you want God, you want to be like, I'll play the fool. Let God make me look stupid right. if there is a God. So and the guy and there is a God, and his name is JJ McCarthy. No. So on the next set of downs, Michigan has a long sustained drive with a bunch of, you know, weird plays, but good plays. And we start to move the ball and right now like, oh, this might not be the blowout that we thought it was. And the be. rest of the half, we are dominating them. Defense four, three and outs. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a great. And the next thing I know, they kick a field goal at the end of the half and we know they're getting the ball. I'm like, oh no, they have all the momentum. Why did we dominate them? And we're only up 13 to 10. We missed an extra point. And I'm like, wait a minute here. This, I don't like the way this looks like the half played out. Like our finances with our careers, like Randy and I can have like literally the best year of our lives. And it's like, we're in a basketball game and we were shooting like 11 for 11 from three. And I look up at the scoreboard and it's tied. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Dispiriting. Right. I completely get you. And by the way, objectively speaking, although I was on Michigan and thought that they were going to smoke them, um, I thought that I, you know, I felt validated th- th- with those first few possessions by Alabama. Right. I thought I'm right on. I mean, they're, they're yeah. not going to do anything. Alabama. So, I was surprised they ran the ball the way they did. So Jesse Minter called an unbelievable. This is what we hoped going into the game that the like defensive, defensive coordinator, coordinator from Michigan called yeah. an unbelievable game. You know, when, when, Marvin Harrison came after the game said, I was seeing coverages that I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. These guys really, that was to me what we hoped we would do to Alabama who have great wide receivers, but not Jerry Judy, not Jalen Waddle. No. We're not talking no. about Smith. Like these are really good. Isaiah bond is amazing. And, but he's mm-hmm. small and Burton is great, but Georgia let him go. So it's like you, you couldn't make it on Georgia and now you're on Alabama and you're kind of like, 
Mm-hmm. They're good, but they're not unbelievable. Their tight end wasn't that great. And Milrow is young. To me, he's like Vince Young. If he stay, he might have a Vince Young year next year. He is that talented and that like physically talented. We were like, look, he's going to get his on the ground. It's going to happen. A play is going to break down. And he did. He rushed for like 100 yeah. yards. So like he's going to get his on the ground. He's only really good with his legs. He's not That's good it. at a deep ball. And he's a not a well, great they said he's good at a deep. Well, they say he was good at a deep ball. He's not a good passer and he doesn't throw the intermediate stuff. Well, the problem is their line couldn't contain the stunts right. that we were doing up front mm-hmm. and our deep like Mason Graham. This is what I love about Mason Graham and the world got to see who he was. Number 55, who on the, and he's the guy who made that unbelievable play breaking through the line in overtime for a tackle for loss on the running back. Yes. 55. This kid went to Servite high school, which is in the Catholic league out in, in LA, in California, in Los Angeles, which is way underrated Mm three-star talent committed to Boise state and then Michigan talked to him and got him here. He was like a state champion wrestler. He looks like a fat kid. You're like, this guy does not look like he looks like the fat kid that James Harden crosses over at his basketball camp and everyone goes crazy. Right. right? So, but he is an unbelievable athlete and this kid just, he was unstoppable. Like you couldn't block him and Chris Jenkins and Kenneth Grant, they were just the, the Michigan front who had, everybody's like, who did they play? They never, didn't play anybody this year. Their competition mm-hmm. sucked. And well, give Nick Saban four weeks and nobody can beat Nick Saban. And and that so that narrative was what was coming into the game. I mean, you look at the national pundits and nobody picked Michigan. Nobody, maybe one, maybe one person. It was all oh, cut it out. Don't, 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 think, don't be chip on I, the shoulder underdog types. No, but I, I was that, on you. They're we not were. wrong. They're not We're not wrong, wrong about that. I mean, Joel, Joel everybody. Klatt, who's the biggest Michigan yeah. fan, picked Alabama. Alabama. They all picked Alabama. Like, wow. everybody. Everybody's like, look, you give Nick Saban four weeks and he's going to win. Michigan hasn't really played anyone. They're not going to keep up Jim with the Jim Harbaugh's full record is one in six. Like, by the way, all that stuff is true. But here's the thing about this team. And this is the thing about what I, the reason why we have a little more confidence about this team. And I think it's starting to happen all over again. I read an article where it was like three out of four people picking Washington because no one can stay with the receivers. Here's the thing about this Michigan team. And this is college sports as well. There are a ton of seniors on this team. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is a big deal in college sports. Seniors who are saying to themselves, this is my last moment to don the uniform. This I won't have another crack to do this ever again. They play a little bit harder. Seniors who've been now to the playoff three years in a row. And now, yes, they're in uncharted territory in the championship. But so is Washington. So is Washington. Yeah. These are yeah. team teams. Not like Georgia. If we were facing Georgia in the championship game, I'd be like, these guys won it two years. They know what they're no. doing. These guys have it. Right. Yeah. So, so, so what Michigan has right now, and they finally have for the first time in, I would say since Tom Brady, and he really didn't do it in college. They have a quarterback who, whether his stats are great or not, whether he throws for 400 yards. By the way, everyone talked about he didn't have a good game. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, even though the first one was an interception. <laughs> Three touchdowns, no interceptions, and 221 yards and like 25 yards rushing and didn't really get sacked. That's not a bad stat line. And I mean that there was a play where there was a halfback option. He pitches out to Donovan Edwards. Donovan Edwards throws back to J.J., it's a lateral. So if he doesn't catch it, that's a scoop and score mm-hmm. for Alabama at a mm-hmm. moment where there couldn't have been a scoop and score. He one hands it, turns around as Dallas Turner, one of the best edge rushers in the nation, is on top of him, somehow throws the ball downfield 30 yards. Roman Wilson makes the catch, leads him perfectly. I mean, that's who J.J. McCarthy is. So finally, Michigan has a guy who can say, Put it on my shoulder. This isn't just a regular kid, by the way. Yeah. This is a kid who before the game sits at the goalpost and meditates yeah. 20 minutes. So this is yeah, you got I, it. I just want to say that I have talked an incredible amount of about Michigan this year. I didn't see it. I I watched a lot of their games. I was very unimpressed with McCarthy. I was uh you know, I was very high on their running game. And obviously I thought that they had a good defense, but I'm like, who have they played? I think we were all playing the narrative of the past of like, mm-hmm. oh, Mission never wins a playoff game. Oh, yeah. Alabama keeps winning championships and Saban finds a way to beat Auburn at the end of the game with four seconds. You know what I right. mean? And like yes. all of this stuff, this we were all playing history. And then I watched this game and I was so impressed. A, with the scheme, I was incredibly impressed with Jay Jay McCarthy because he, I think that first, very first quarter, everyone was getting their nerves out, including special teams, which still had a problem. You know, that to me, I think that will be the difference maker. And it could be, you got to get that under control before Monday. But I think, I I don't think that that's an issue because that's Harbaugh's son and he'll 
figure oh, out yeah. a way. A you know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's so I, obvious to me as I sit here and listen to the three of you go back and forth that you guys are just uh, more a part of these Hollywood celebs. Just you, know, you don't watch the games. It's just about there about rubbing elbows. No, with I other think the reason that JJ McCarthy is underrated, and the reason I think he ended up losing his Heisman candidacy basically is because he didn't have to throw the ball. Like that's right. Here's Kinda you got true. Penix who has to throw has the ball. To throw right? the ball. Has to throw the ball. Washington faced, times a you game, know, had yeah. the second hardest schedule in all of NCAA mm-hmm. football this year. So that is a little bit of an uphill battle. I think this is the defense versus offense game and defenses win championships. So I think you guys are very well set up. And I think JJ can make those plays because he is so zen about everything. I was so impressed with his level of calm and strength. And just like he had this like Joe Cool, Joe Burrow vibe the whole game. And so, I, I get chills thinking about, I, I was so impressed. So I'll tell you, and you're a hundred percent spot on Sarah. And did I'm you talk surprised. to him? I, I want to know this. You were down on the field. <laughs> did you talk to JJ McCarthy? We were holding his rose. Jim Harbaugh or Nick Saban <laughs> no. or Jalen Milrow? Did you speak? Did you no, bounce? We didn't speak to any of them. We were in Milrow's ear and we're like, come on, man, just throw it for us. Just, <laughs> just dive, dive into the ground on the three yard line. Now, so, so uh, here's the thing about JJ. We're, it's Michigan was down 20, 2013. All right. Mm-hmm. They, the, there were fourth two, quarter. There, there were two series. So when the defense, when Braden McGregor sacked Jaden Milrow to put them into deep, uh, to a deep field goal where like Alabama's kicker was unconscious, Insane. unconscious yeah. that so he kick. kicks a 52 yard field goal on Michigan's down by seven. And we're saying to ourselves, we missed an extra point. We should be down by six. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. four minutes and 40 seconds left. And I look on the sideline and JJ McCarthy, he's not, you know, when guys are either like they're hanging their heads because they feel like it's over and that we've watched Michigan sidelines do that, or they're so hyped up because they're trying to cover up the fact that they're super nervous. He was neither. He was just going up to all the players, patting them on the back in a very calm way saying, we've got this, we've got this. And you got, and you got a sense of his fourth and two in your own or fourth and one or fourth and two in your own zone. And that schemed play the little toss out screen or pass. To mm-hmm. play same play that they scored a touchdown on in the other direction. That that scheme, first of all, Sharon Moore, that was a great offensive play. You pull everyone to the left and then a little screen to the right, wide open. Roman Wilson gets the block in the back. He's so upset because that kid never does stuff like that. He's not a stupid kid. He's a senior and he felt so bad about that. He came back to the huddle and said, I'm going to please throw the ball to me because I need it. And JJ throws that ball where we get lucky and that it gets gets tipped, but the spiral stays and Roman Wilson makes one of the best Mm -hmm. catches I've seen. And then comes down and makes a move. Like Mm -hmm. not only the catch, the move. It's an extra 10. And then the schemed pass to him was incredible. So, once we got down there, we're like, okay, let's just tie the game. Please don't, please make the extra point and tie the game. And we got to overtime. This we was, lose the toss, the coin this, toss, <laughs> which Alabama fans were going nuts over the coin toss. I was like, I can't believe. And Alabama picked to defend yeah. first, which allowed us to play at our end of the stadium, yeah. which was literally right in front of us where we were sitting. So we're like, okay, when we're on defense, it's going to be so loud in this corner of the stadium. I'd rather play in this corner than get the ball. Second. Also, also let's see what we can do. And Blake Corum makes the run, in my opinion, mm-hmm. one of the greatest runs in Michigan mm-hmm. history. It's only 17 yards, but sure. eight yards yeah. at a time. But I mean, as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, you've seen backs make that run. That is such a Steeler. Well, the type. run was insane, but really it was that he, he jumped two gaps um, on yeah. the initial play. The bounce he makes outside the tackle is what makes the touchdown. Yeah, remarkable stuff there. And then the play that will live for all of time in Ann Arbor and beyond is the the stop on Milrow, dissected a million times already. I don't know, a little obsessive about whether where the ball was snapped. It was a, it was a wonderful moment, a singular a moment snap, for you guys. It was. It wasn't a great. I'm curious about this. Truth the guys here. In the transfer yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder, yes, Wonder Woman lasso. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, First question is, down 20 to 13, if I could get in your ear and I yeah. had the power to do it, I will give you this Michigan victory. You will go to the national title game. What are you willing to give me, though? There be a, um, everybody's willing to say, oh, I, I, I'd give anything. For, we're okay, already what? giving it. Juwan Howard is, is is making a mockery of the, and I love Juwan so much. We went to school with him, but like the basketball team is in shambles. I mean, utter shambles. So it's like, 
fine. We, no, he's asking what you would give out of your life. Well, of my you life. know, by the way, with Jawan Howard, um, I, I don't know if I ever told you guys this before. I once asked Jalen Rose, who was the who was the greatest yeah. on campus with the co-eds? You know, who yeah. was the most popular? And I said it had to be Chris Weber. He was a handsome devil. And he said, no, no. Jawan Howard. I said, why? He said, because John was because Jawan was meticulous about ironing all his clothes. He never yeah. would walk out the door without ironing his clothes. So, you know, our not Juwan, so fun fact, but there you so, go. Do you I, know that, do you know what? First of all, two things, two additional things about that. One, Juwan's nickname was the big nook. So I don't know. Do with that what you that want, Sarah. I don't yes, know what a nook Sarah, is, but uh, all right. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is we had a class. Place you can sit. <laughs> and read uh-huh sure breakfast nook. all right breakfast so nook. so randy and i had a class a communications class with all the fab five it was an early morning class and they came to every class they did you guys go to school together yeah i'm just kidding you were in the same year yes <laughs> so we're sitting behind they rode each other's shoulders uh, every other day we rode each, we rode each other's coattails uh, one of you was held back okay <laughs> so we're in the back row they're in the <laughs> row right in front embarrassing. of us that would be the worst. <laughs> Randy and I just are cracking jokes the whole time. Cracking jokes. Ooh, not every, even sure if they're listening to us, but it's like cheap seats of our communications class. <laughs> and one, one day, Randy's not there. And I'm with my friend, Rachel Graham, who later married our friend, Josh Levitsky, and they're still together and I love them. All right. Aww. They, so we're walking out of the class. Walking down to the bottom. Down to, no, I'm walking in the stairwell outside the class of the lecture hall. And I hear from behind, Ayo twin, where was your brother this morning? And I look up and it's Juwan. And I'm like, oh man, he was hungover or whatever. And and he was so nice. We walk all the way through campus together, which is like you're walking with a celebrity. It's the greatest feeling ever. He's so cool. We like exchange, I don't know, it's not it's before cell phones. So I don't know. We were like, hey man, we should just we'll study for the final together or something. We, it was really sweet. We saw him at games and he would like wave and he was so cool. We studied for the final with him. Then that's the 30, greatest. How 30 bad, years I mean, what, later what that must have done for you guys to, no, 30, to boost you. So 30 years later, I'm 49 a, years old. Really. I'm at a Clippers game with my family. And, oh, this is probably like 28 years later. Yeah. I'm down at the, uh, I'm down in the tunnel at halftime. Just wanted to like give Blake Griffin a high five. And then we're walking back to our seats. They're playing the Miami heat. Our seats are in that, not in the very bottom section, but the next section up. So we're walking across the floor at halftime to go up there. Juwan is a coach. He, so I'm about 20 feet from him in the bench. He turns and sees me with my family and he mouths to me. This is like after no communication of 20 years. Hey twin, where's your brother? He does no. the joke again, 28 years apart. And I was like, I can't believe he's doing that joke again. And I, and then he points to my family, blew him a kiss. He was so nice and so great. So I, there's nobody pulling for him more than me. I want him to succeed at the day, but the brass forward. So I feel like we as Michigan fans, if you say Michigan is going to win this national championship in football, I will say it's okay that the team, the, the basketball team is going to fall apart. Yeah. I'd say that you, if, if the <laughs> okay, Michigan, that's a good one, a, a sports give up, I would say if the Michigan basketball team, uh, our Michigan football team wins the national championship. I'll take no Cardinals World Series for another. 25. That's the sort of what I'm getting at. Yeah, 25, 25 years. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll give that. It. We'll give it. I'll and give you, you 25 are, years. And you guys are going on Monday. So we got. So, of course, we're in Portland right now at our awesome mm -hmm. friends. I don't know, Sarah, have you ever done fun employment radio? These guys are the best. Greg Nibbler and Sarah, they are the best. So they're allowing us in their studio. Uh, so we're here. We're doing a show at Helium tonight. Tomorrow we're at the Crocodile, as Dave said, in uh, Seattle. Tonight we're with Sean Jordan. He's on our show. Uh, it's so fun. It's so we're doing that. And then. So they, so of course we're traveling, traveling, traveling. And then the U of M alumni association said, we will get you out to the game. We will fly you out to the game. We will no. put you up and get you tickets for the game. If you MC the uh, pep, rally. pep rally and the alumni tailgate the next day, not only you, but my daughter who Daisy, who's at Michigan, who's in comedy company, which is the same improv group that John Glazer was in back in the day. It's like the oldest running, but she's, Host, she's going to be with us and she's going to do part of it with us. She gets to go to the game. So here's a sneak peek of a joke we're doing. Randy, and then Randy, 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 Randy's like, we'll give you $20,000 for that package. And Jason slapped Randy like, no, no, no. They're doing it for us for free. They need to pay us. They're paying us. They're My paying wife us. was like, what are they paying you? I'm like, I experienced. So meanwhile, we set up. <laughs> 
So Sarah, we a called a singular memory for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. So paying me. So we called Andrew Youngblood at the Secret Group. And we're like, can we do a show on Sunday night at the Secret Group in Houston? He's like, yes. Yeah, so now we're doing a show at the Secret uh, Group in to Houston. Practice. Yeah, to, and also make money. Uh, make money to make my wife. I happy. stepped on your joke. Tell us the joke. So here's the joke we're gonna say. So Randy, and this is really a joke that our friend Seth Fisher made, but it's such a great joke. So Randy's pulling out. The traffic is so bad getting out of the Rose Bowl. It's worse than Dodger Stadium. It's it's been hours. There's we're been, in one lane, and you know how like people go into the arteries that are in that in sort of sneak into and the keep lane. trying to cut in front of you. So if you're doing it right, you're never gonna get out of the parking lot because all these people are trying to like wedge their way in. So we're driving up and we let a couple people in, and finally there's like a Land Rover of Alabama fans, and they are like sneaking in, want to like force after a car, they already let a car in. And they want to force their way into it. And I'm like, I said to my friend Brad, mm-hmm. who's driving, I was like, no, you are not, not letting let these in. fans, you are not letting these fans in. And then our buddy Seth Fisher was like, no, here's what you do. You let them get three yards away and then you don't let them in. <laughs> Go blue. Go blue. Go Very blue. nice. Okay. By the way, though, you guys didn't ask me. You just said we might use you and then you didn't. So if you need anything, I felt guilty. Email okay. me. Just email right. me. So we, so meanwhile, not only are we emceeing this thing and our daughter's going to do it too, but like we got Brandon Graham is sending in a video. We got Dana Jacobson to send in a video. Dan Deardorff is sending in a video. Hopefully Rich Eisen will send another one. Thanks to uh, Brockman was so great. Your husband who like got him to, to record a video, which did, which played so well there. Like it was amazing. We we texted Rich and we're like, I know you weren't at the pep rally, but it was Tom Brady's video and yours. And FYI, you got more applause, (laughs) (laughs) which I know Rich loved. It was great, but it was, so we get all these other people were like, we'll help you do this. And so, you know, this, this whole experience of getting closer with the alumni association for Michigan, which we've always been a fan of, but had never really been close. This is like, so on top of this experience, I'm trying to set my son up when he applies to Michigan in three years to get into the goddamn school. You understand what I'm doing here? That's what I'm doing. That's the pain. And Grady, let's get Grady in there too. Come on, Grady. You can come with us. Yeah, you need uh, celebrity video sent in. Let's pair up uh, your kid and uh, Jean-Claude Van Dameshek and uh, they can wish the Wolverines well there too. I love Um, it. By the way, I'm just just trying to buy time until they can take over this podcast. I I really, that's my dream is your guy and my guy doing it for for the next generation. Love it. Here's the other thing. Uh I want so so more truth uh, truth time from you guys. Sure, sure. I don't expect, uh, and I was gonna say, what are you willing to give in exchange for this national title? I think practically, and I'm not taking a shot. I don't think you as fans are responsible to explain away Jim Harbaugh's behavior and where he's gonna go. Would you accept five years probation for the national championship? Meaning, so here's here's what I really think, and and I don't know if you read Bruce Feldman's article that came out. These are other people, and I've read people. all of it. Yeah. Pete Wetzel and, and like they're, I mean, Thamel, uh, uh, incredibly quiet right now. Like, shut up, dude. Like you're, it's amazing. The, so everybody, now all the articles are like 80% of the team steal signs and they do it kind of in a way that Michigan did. So like all these articles are coming out saying it's not as big of a deal as we thought it was the first time. You got to remember, we also suspended our, him for three games. We had two weekends where we could not have recruits come on campus, which are pretty big in home games. And then he was suspended by the Big Ten for three uh, games. Three games, the three biggest games of the year, two of the three biggest. So he was gone for half the season this year. I'm like, how much more of a suspension? I thought four games, if the NCAA would have been like for the for this sign stealing thing, four games because it happened on your watch. They've already proved that nobody uh, no, none of the coaches knew the only coach who got fired got fired because he was telling the kids what to say in the investigation. He didn't know about mm-hmm. it, but he was kind of directing what they should say to the investigators and he got fired. So I feel like Michigan has done what they could once they found out about it to try and impose sanctions. I don't know how much more the NCAA wants to do on this situation, but it feels a little like a vendetta at this point. Well, it's a yeah. bad look at some point if you you know, elevate the situation. If that's your national champion and by, now we're going to vacate those wins and all that, it's yeah, just to sustain yeah. on the sport more than it is at some point on the school. Um, do you guys, you guys, since, um, you know, since the Rams uh, betrayed and murdered your hometown, Oof, you're without an NFL team. Yeah. 
Do you but, now do you now root for whoever Jim Harbaugh becomes the head coach of, assuming he's out in Ann well, Arbor? The it's funny because I don't like the Rams in the same way that I don't like the Lakers and I root for the Clippers. I I like the Chargers more than okay. I like the Rams. Well, and this could work yeah, out if, neatly. Yeah, if Harbaugh goes to the Chargers, I think I would support him and root for him. I mean, we have no ill will towards Harbaugh. I mean, that's the thing is like, what you have to understand is that Harbaugh is like kind of on the spectrum a little bit. I mean, he is mm-hmm. very, we did his podcast a while ago and he said to us, it was really funny. He said, every time I try to say something funny, nobody laughs. And every time I don't try to say something funny, people laugh. And we laughed at that. And he said, <laughs> no, he plagiarized that for me. He plagiarized no. that for me. That I wasn't trying to, no, he plagiarized that from Claudine Gay. No, so yeah. he's like, right. I, I <laughs> he said so he was funny and we laughed at that and he's like I wasn't trying to be funny so he <laughs> he is a he is yeah. a football savant mm-hmm. he lo- I, personally if you ask me what I would want from Jim Harbaugh and we've met him numerous times and he's been wonderful and we've done favors for him we've hosted things for him we've connected him we wrote a joke for him he's just a for us we have really positive connections to him he loves football it would be our dream if he just said to himself you know what I want to do the next 10 years here at Michigan. I want to build Michigan and make it a program, give them a couple national championships, watch my kids grow up here. And then, you know, when I'm 67, I'll go back to the NFL and do something. That would be our dream. I know that's not necessarily reality. I I take five years of him doing that. Who would win if you traded the two Harbaugh brothers jobs? Would Jim do better with the Ravens or would John uh, keep Michigan rolling? That is an unbreakable question. question. So John is a much more normal Harbaugh of the two Mm -hmm. Harbaugh's because we've hung with John too. John is like very calm. And what you're seeing in the NFL this year, and I know this kills you, damn shit, because it's in your division, but the Baltimore Ravens are built like the Michigan Wolverines. They're very similar in the way. Great defense, really good running game, not like super flashy wide receivers. And you've got a quarterback that's somewhat mobile and is a more of a dynamic sort of a dude and who can run and make plays with his feet, but at the same time can throw the ball a little bit around, but no one's saying he's got the best arm in the game. He does, He's not a Joe Burrow arm. It's he's like, not Josh Allen. He's, he's not, just a guy who gets it. Exactly. Done. But nobody can beat the Ravens. I'm like, who do you want to face against three? They're having a Michigan Wolverines. So they're very, very similar. I think John Harbaugh would be better in college. That's it. Then Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Because be. you see what Michigan's done with high praise with, with, with the defense Defensive. So what was Michigan's problem in 2018 and 19? They would come up against Ohio State and then defensively, they had a defensive coordinator who kind of was like, we'll do man, we'll do man to man. And then that's it. And then Ohio State ran all these crossing routes and Michigan couldn't. There was one play in this game where Jalen Milrow took off and he got around the outside, but Michigan was in zone. And Mike Sainer still came up and made the tackle and tackled him for a one-yard game. Mm-hmm. So now they have all these multiple looks. They look like the Ravens. That's Michigan's defense. You don't know what it is. Two guys are in zone and three guys are in man-to-man. They start off looking like they're in zone and then they become man-to-man. It's a very multiple look. That's something Michigan didn't have before. And as a result, their defense has been super successful. They have great athletes, but Michigan isn't all five stars. They're three and four stars. That's Michigan's yeah. defense. And so as a result, you have a very team mentality. You have a bunch of older guys on this team and you have multiple looks and a smart NFL level defensive coordinator. And that's how Michigan built this team. And Harbaugh did that. Both Harbaugh's would have that. Hey, listen, time is running short. And I just want to say you have one thing. Sarah. I just, please. Can I just say something? Please. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So first of all, I think Baltimore is having a huge success because of Todd Munkin from Georgia and Roquan Smith on the defense. But that is just my own personal uh, opinion. And I think that is resurgence. I think, I think if I'm, if I'm a Michigan fan, I need Harbaugh to stay another few years after this year, even though he threatens to go to the NFL every year, which I think is a kind of BS, but that could be a spectrum thing. Uh, (laughs) And I, and so I think because you're going to lose 18 players, the NFL this year, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you have to have that recruitment back the year after. Right. So like Georgia constantly loses offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators, but Kirby smart is there. And then people, the guys come to the program because they go, Kirby's the winner. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I said all year this year, I also want to say that I am very impressed with the playoff committee because I think these two, these four teams that were in were so dynamic. It was so entertaining. It was so fun to watch. They made the right decision. 
I said, I know people keep saying, oh, George, I go, I said all year, Dave, you can back me up. George is not the number one team. These rankings shouldn't come out the first week of the year. We are mm. half the team that we were last year. This is the, the team. George is going to be great next year. So I, I didn't even want to go knowing we weren't going to win. So anyway, I think my point is Harbaugh has to say for you to re-up your recruitment so that you are good again. But you're going to lose so many players next year. I think you'll probably have a gap here of like, you know, maybe your wins, you know, you might be undefeated, but you might not be as dynamic next year. Just prepare yourselves mentally for that. But don't think about it because Monday is a great game. It's very exciting. We get to see the greatest defense in college football play the greatest, the greatest offense. offense maybe yeah, ever. And I, I agree uh, with you guys. So and Sarah did say that. Sarah did has oh. as a Georgia oh, diehard, yeah. as much a diehard for the Bulldogs as I've ever She's met. Honest. She She's honest. She's honest. She's straight up. Well, yeah. I will say this. I, I agree with you unless there is a world where JJ comes back and plays his senior yeah. year at Michigan because yeah. it's a very thick quarterback class. It's yep. a lot of great quarterbacks. Caleb, Caleb Williams. And you got Drake may Drake got, may you got the kid from LSU, LSU who got hurt. Jordan was a Jordan Travis. Michael Penix. You got a lot. Of, it's a, it's do a you guys, class. do you get more receivers and, uh, and running backs in the transfer portal yes. if Harbaugh leaves. No, if no. If he, if he so so here's who you have coming back next year. I mean, again, because we're so in the goddamn weeds on this. I you know. lose, you lose Blake Corn, but it's okay. Khalil Mullings is going to be Hassan Haskins 2.0. He's amazing. Okay, you got this kid Jordan Marshall who is Mr. Ohio, probably one of the best number two running back in the country. He's coming as a freshman and he will contribute right away. And you have this kid Ben Hall. Who, and there's a world where Donovan Edwards comes back. Maybe he didn't have a right. year. But your defense next year is Mason Graham comes back, Kenneth Grant comes back, Rayshon Benny comes back. That's your front line. They're incredible. Josiah Stewart comes back. He's the one who had a couple of sacks in this game. Derek Moore, Derek Moore comes back as a junior is incredible. Will Johnson is basically having his Charles Woodson Heisman year. He's your uh, cornerback corner. Keon Sab made incredible plays. He's a safety. You might get Macari Page back as safety. If Junior Colson comes back and Rod Moore comes back, which uh -huh. they're juniors, they could easily come back. They may come back. And you have, uh, you got Jay Sean Barham from Maryland as a linebacker. You have Ernest Hausman, who's an unbelievable linebacker. You are set defensively to have basically a reloaded similar. And defense. remember next year is the first year where it's a 12 team playoff. So oh my, you can't I can't believe how steep the scars are. I mean, I know you guys, it's I knew terrible. you were dying. I love it. But, and Tiana to her credit again, wisely pointed out that the Eagles were going to fall off because of the loss of the two coordinators. And I do yes, think Michigan so has a, a, you know, is going to have to suffer some losses there. That's sure. uh, they're going to yeah. be victimized by their success for exactly. that. All right. I know time is short for you guys are doing a million things right now uh, along with getting excited for Monday night. Um, let me get your game pick here. I agree with you. Line of scrimmage is everything. Real good Washington offensive line against that pass rush of Michigan. Go ahead and pick it for us. We know where you're going to go. But so what, I think if down? Michigan scores 30 points, they win this game. But I think mm -hmm. they're going to have to score. Th I think it's going to be 38-35 Michigan. Mm. And I do. And but I do think I think Michigan is going to be able to score in this defense. They played. This is the defense they face. They face Penn State, which is many said the best at Penn State, the best defense in in all of college football. They faced Ohio State, who has an incredible defense. I mean, Missouri was the best scoring offense in the SEC, and they let them only had fourteen points against them. That is yeah. a two Molo out. Great. One of the will be super great high end. in the draft next year. Great. Yeah. Super high in the draft. He's amazing. And Sawyer played great. The whole their Ohio State's defense was amazing this year. Iowa's defense was amazing this year. And so we played all those there teams. And Maryland actually had a decent Maryland. defense. And then yeah. and then to play Alabama's defense, which is a top five defense. And put 27 on them. Yes, in overtime. But yeah, they should have so, had 31. So yes. now you play Washington, which is a step back from Maryland, I yeah. think just a slight step back. So you yeah. finally don't have a defense that is going to basically make it impossible for you to run your plays. I think Michigan can score points. Again, don't forget in the beginning of the year, they were scoring 40 to 50 points a game. So I believe they can score in the high thirties. If they do, they win this game 38, 35. I think Texas uh, would have been a rougher matchup too. In a way. Agreed, for, they, agreed. Had, they had better DTs. Their DTs would have made it impossible for us to, that's absolutely right. They're so a brawnier matchup. Yeah. Which I, I'm going to say oh yeah i'm gonna say this so uh in the trenches uh carson barnhart he's a guy who michigan put out as a tackle who's really a guard but they needed him to play tackle this year and he got 
eaten alive at Penn State as a tackle, and he had a lot of trouble. Since he's moved inside for the last two games, and they've put Trent A. Jones on the end, that side of the line has been amazing, and I think they will pave dudes in this game. So not only will do I think Michigan will move the ball, but I think Michigan will have drives like they had against uh, Alabama. They had two drives of like 80 yards against an Alabama defense, which I think is one of the best defenses in the country period. And they had two long drives. So against a lesser defense, I think there's a world where Michigan has four or five sustained drives, keeps Michael Penix off the field. If they can Mm -hmm. get them to kick a couple field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, keep the receivers in front of them. I think Michigan wins this game 35-28. I yeah, I agree with I think I think that uh a touchdown or more victory for Michigan is in the offing. I don't want to jinx anything for you. We Neither appreciate we. you guys making the time for us. Obviously, have a great time these next few days in the run up to it. We think we're going to be celebrating after the fact as well. We hope. Either way, make sure you're checking out View from the cheap seats and dumb people town and all their great follow them on social media. Go see them. If they're coming to your town, you won't be sorry for that. Nice things happening for nice people. So we're happy, even though we're Indiana university. Congratulations. Good for you. We love both you and both of you are going to be on our sports podcast in the next month. We want you talking about all this stuff, especially with the uh, NFL playoffs coming down in Super Bowl. You guys both have to be on. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Enjoy uh enjoy the weekend, fellas. Love Best you guys. Thanks so much. Go blue. There go. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org michigan call 1-800-270-7117 illinois maryland new jersey tennessee virginia west virginia ohio pennsylvania affiliated with harris philadelphia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or west virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Sklar Brothers, everybody. Hey, Tiana. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much acrimony there. To my disappointment. I wonder about this. <laughs> I wonder about this. Well, I know I know it's hacky, but still, this is an uh -huh. actually compelling beast-on-beast beast matchup here. The Michigan Wolverine versus a Washington Husky. Who would win that? What would win in a oh, fight? A Husky or a, a Wolverine? Well, they're kind of both from the Wolf family, right? I don't know. Are they? Wait, are they? A Husky is kind a husky of like a is wolf. A wolf. He's, yeah, like a, yeah. he's like a snowy wolf. Yeah, they're like Arctic wolves. Yeah. Yeah, no. But husky, then what's yeah, a wolverine? Because people, oh, you never seen those uh, articles where people adopt a husky and then they realize it's a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that yeah, actually happened. Yeah, no, it's like, a, it's a huge problem. Um, Is no, it like I mean, a husky, like uh, like uh, the uh, Kim Kardashian of the Kardashian family? Like she's the prettiest of the, like, yeah, if, huskies are white with blue eyes. They're like gorgeous dogs. They're related, know? but there's one that is the most beautiful of the group. Although that's a bad reference because one of them's a model. So I guess. I yeah, I would definitely say a Wolverine would win because Wolverines are, you know, uglier and they have more to fight for. What are they? What, but a Wolverine <laughs> is probably undersized in that matchup, I would think. I don't know what a Wolverine. Yeah, I've never seen a fast. Wolverine. They yeah, are, how do you know so much about Wolverines? I'm just guessing. I'm okay. just, I'm just guessing, <laughs> but with confidence. <laughs> Nature time with Sarah Tiana telling us about the beasts on our planet. The ones yeah. we share and, and how fierce they might be. I, I have no idea. Like, is a wolverine like the size of a cat or the size of like a raccoon? Or is it like more like, a, I mean, it's definitely not as big as a husky. It's like a smaller creature, right? Or is it they like get, a turtle? Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. Like 70 it looks pounds. like a, yeah, it looks like oh yeah, I'm oh I don't really know. yeah. Ugh, Wolverines I'm go up to seventy pounds. Um, they say yeah, they're that. small, but they have big claws, and so like huskies hmm. don't have claws like that. They don't have sharp claws. They're like tiny little wolverines. Look like tiny bears, like tiny fast bears. I guess yeah, the, I, I guess don't know. These aren't I fictional think, creatures. Let's just drop them into a ring and find out, right? Yeah, oh wait, that's illegal. You can't do that. Uh, listen, I'm really excited for Monday's game. I think it's, you know, one versus two. You really can't sure. script it better than that. But I, I, I do think if, if Penix has three seconds to throw a ball, they're in trouble. I think that's, you know what? I said that on minus three earlier this week, and I repeat it to you now is I, I do think I know it's, you know, pretty basic sort of um, X and O sort of theory, but how's Penix going to have time to hold the ball long enough to throw the ball yeah. deep to those pass catchers when that pass rush is coming? He doesn't down really have to throw it deep, though. He Like J.J. McCarthy didn't have to throw it deep, but they have quorum. I think what's going to I think the bigger the bigger thing that they're going to have to address this week is that yeah, they probably lost their running back. And that mm. last play of the game, which was right. just insane that they weren't kneeling the ball. But anyway, but that means to me, the thing that Penix hasn't done all year is run the ball because he's still a little stiff from his injury. Right. And he doesn't quite trust himself to run. I think he's going to have to run. I think he and that will be the difference maker. Can he evade the sack and run the ball himself and then, you know, you know, go outside, maybe make a pass like he did uh, on the last pass of the game where they were like, is he across the line of scrimmage or not? You know, I think he's going to have to be doing that all game. Uh, and he might be just become a, uh, a running back himself. But I think definitely Michigan has the better defense. Although Trice yeah. made so many great plays against Texas and Texas's offense, you know, uh, obviously, I'm very partial to Adonai Mitchell from Georgia, right? Who made incredible catches and was just like the George Pickens of that game. Like, feed me, feed me the ball. And once they finally started to, you know, they they started making a real comeback. So I think it's going to be a great game. I, I think it's going to be you. close, which is all we really want, right? It's all we want. I guess, well, yeah, sure. Um, and um, 
I, I, I think that Washington just and uh, just uh, uh, empirically having watched, I think, you know, probably 80 percent of their games. It feels mm-hmm. like their strength is defensively is that they have some pieces that can heat you up, get after the QB. Um, but they're still their pass defense is poor. I also think to the point that the scars and you have all made is I think Blake Corum and company can kind of grind that team more. Yeah. Um more than they could Alabama, obviously. I just, you know, I think the pass rush is bad for Michael Penix in this situation. I I, I think Michigan wins comfortably. And when I say comfortably, I mean by a touchdown or more. But I'm with you. Objectively, I hope it's a fun game to watch. That's what I want. Yeah, I mean, Alabama made a lot of mistakes. Nick Saban not running the ball in the fourth quarter when you're up seven points with four minutes left. Like, that was insane to me. Um Obviously, you know, it's because Michigan wasn't was stopping the run all game and maybe they wanted to put it away. But that to me was a huge mistake. But I think I think what what another thing that Washington has going for them is that they've had the second hardest schedule in NCAA football. So they have played hard teams all year and they've had to grind out and play really tough football games. And that does matter. Clearly, Michigan has played too. That battle tested thing does seem like it matters. It, it's such it, a weird thing to land yeah. on single digit victories. How many times is it Eddie Spaghetti? Like eight games in a row oh, or nine games? I mean, that's so insane. Many. That's so a many. hard thing to make. That it's what I think it's when ten. I sw- uh, ten in a, I, I swooned online a few days ago. Like I don't care what you think about Mike Tomlin's approach and who he should play mm-hmm. a quarterback and all that. Whatever it is. It's crazy in the age of parody that you never have a losing season. And of course, the cynics had to push back on that. But I mean, I'm just making a statement that stands on its own. That's crazy to land on single digit victories in college football that mm-hmm. consistently. And another one from our savant pal, Kent Brown, dropped a line. What was it, Eddie Spaghetti? If Washington wins this one, Tiana, dig this. First team to win the national championship without one victory over an SEC team since 2007. Wow. And uh, and, uh, who did it? Was that LSU or was that Bama at that point? I can't even keep it straight in my brain. But either way, that's a crazy stat, too. Um, my, my, my formal, as we give our pick out at the, uh, at the back end of every show here, I'm going to say Michigan at the time of this recording, laying four and a half total 55. I say this one goes over. That's fun to bet. I think Michigan's going to win it. So obviously by a touchdown. So you know where my pick is. Give us your final score again there, Tiana. Man. I mean, so I'm just going to do the opposite and I'm going to pick. Uh, Washington to win. I've been high on Washington all year. You know, I've, you know, every time we talk about the top four, I'm like, Washington. And you guys are like, what? What? I'm like, dude, there's something about this team just Wait, I was never one. Yes, you did. When we were on with Martin and you said, oh, that these are the top four. Everybody give your top four teams. Or did no, I, maybe we were on with Eric. Yeah. You guys all questioned me. And I was like, no, I think they're burn really. Burn the tape, spaghetti. They, burn him. They were like, I think they were ranked number six or something at the time, but I was like, I just like them in the top four. I I consider them a top four team. So anyway, I was right about that too. I'm not right about much, but I was right about Washington all year. And so I think again, they just find a way to win. So I'll take them plus the points and I'll take the over. I'll take the over too. All right, that's fun. So at least we're on opposite sides of things. Eddie Spaghetti, Kevin Hench, and I all will give you our pick. Look for it online. You just heard mine, spoiler alert, but you'll hear the other two picks online. Follow us at Minus 3 Pod, and the 15-minute NFL pregame show is coming out on Friday, if not before, and also we'll have our special uh, college football national championship pick for you there. And now a quick break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Before we go, though, I have a question for you, Tiana. I love this week 18. I know it's all backup QBs mm-hmm. against backup QBs or, or, or mostly. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say, first of all, about my rivalry game that's all important to the Steelers, <laughs> assuming that I, after a victory there, the Jaguars and or the Bills will lose. Um, and But then there's also a scenario that the Steelers lose, but then if the Jags also lose, that – the um that then the winner of the Denver Raiders game determines which is I don't know who has to win who would it's super weird but th- th- this is what is great I mean every single year in in pro football is like you need that math because of the head to head but total points like I love that stuff but before we but before you get to your rivalry game I just have to say because the Ravens came up and I must be upset and everything mm-hmm. as a reminder. I have to put this down on a recording this week in front of the big game. I do it twice a year at least. As a reminder, in this big rivalry, the Baltimore Ravens are named after a poet who lived in New York City and Boston. And then late in life, he wrote this poem about a bird. And then he, late in life, he moved to Baltimore. He married his cousin, got drunk, and died. That's who the Baltimore Ravens are honoring. Conversely, the Pittsburgh Steelers are named after the mid-century heroes who forged the materials used to make the tanks and the ships that defeated the Nazi scourge. You ain't on the Steelers' side in this one. Go root for Mussolini. Shame on you. Now, Uh, I'm sure Steelers, steel workers never uh, died drunk. I'm sure that's never. That's our business. That's never happened. We did what we had to do to get by. In those, in <laughs> hey, those whatever you got to do to stay warm, right? 200 degree mill. Yeah, you had to relax somehow. My my, my grandfather, um, taking care of his siblings when he was, this is when he was 16 years old and his parents mm-hmm. had both passed away and everything. He worked in the steel mill every day and he had some sort of a reputation that he would go after work to the bar and he would drink a whiskey shot or three and he would he would lay down on the literal bar to take a nap. You did what you had to do after (laughs) that. uh, That's blue collar work for you. Yeah. And he went up to my my grandmother, Luby, and he said, uh, I'd like to dance with you. And she said, I know your reputation. Why would you want to dance with me? He said, because we're going to get married one day. And that's spoiler alert. They did get married. Um, Anyway, here's my question for you, Tiana, before we go. Mm -hmm. Do you want the Falcons to win? Because I I get the sort of like I'm hearing the cynicism from Steelers fans like, do you see? Maybe they'll make a change if they really have a terrible year. Like this feels like if you win this one, it's like, okay, we got to we got to hang in here. If you lose this one now, you've lost four or five. And it's like Arthur Blank might be like, all right, this ain't working out. How say you? I mean, it really, like, I never want the Falcons to lose. You know what I mean? I just want Arthur Smith to be fired. <laughs> I mean, I've been wanting that since the era, <laughs> since the bye week, you know? So, I mean, this is, this is ultimate. I would love for the Falcons to win. Um, I think we'll lose our playoff game anyway. I obviously want them to win all the time. Um but I want Arthur Smith to be fired. I want Byron Leftwich to be hired. Hmm. And I want Penix to be drafted for, by the Falcons. I'd love to have another left-handed quarterback that can scramble. And uh, we got so many great receivers who can catch that deep ball. And I, um, I'm down. That's what I want for the Falcons. That's my new I Year's think wish. you're right. You know what's funny? And you said that uh, 30 minutes ago. But the thing about Penix that I think people like, they're looking at him in the here and now. He formerly was a runner. Now that he's had... Yeah. some serious knee troubles, but still, I do think brighter days await him in that yeah. regard. I think he'll be able to run a little bit more than what you've seen here. So actually he'll be a better pro prospect or, you know, better pro quarterback in a year mm-hmm. from now when that knee, knee gets a little healthier. Anyway, listen, 
Gangbusters time. I really enjoyed it. Um, good thought on getting some Wolverines faithful. That was mm-hmm. uh, couldn't couldn't. I mean, my God, were you surprised by that, Tiana? I, I they knew so many names of players. I I never know that many names of players. I mean, they're working the prospect prospect wire and everything else. It was Jeez. like they had the call sheet in front of them. It was like they're looking at a kid for twenty twenty six. Hear good things about him. Real good tight end. I know. They Might probably know all the high school recruits' names. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He's already up to 278. Runs or runs a 4-6. I mean, you don't see that's rare speed for a 16-year-old. I'm like, are and- they on the coaching staff? <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. But, man, they yeah, are man. really – They I, I say Never. it all the time. But they are as ni- a nice uh, oh, pair of fellas bad. as you could ever come across. Really are uh, super, uh, super fellas. I, I, I'm getting too old. I just called them super. Yeah. <laughs> They're super. Yeah. They're super, anyway. but they are. Tiana, you're super. Um, oh, can and- I also just promote Please. really quick? I'm at the Please. Arlington Draft House uh, this weekend in Washington, D.C. I'm going to D.C. for January 6th. It's my anniversary there. <laughs> I haven't been back in two years. Uh, <laughs> so, Catching up with old friends, are you? Yeah, catch. I can't decide if I'm going to wear... Um, a blazer or, you know, uh, some horns. <laughs> I haven't decided. Um, I'll be speaking from a lectern that I stole from Pelosi's office. So please come and see me at the Arlington Draft House this weekend. One show Friday, two shows Saturday. I would love to see you. That's it. I'll make sure your anti-Semitic tattoos are highlighted <laughs> so everybody can see them and everything. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds great. This is the only mistake I would say, Tiana, is that, of course, this is how the show should start with we mentioned mentioning this. But anyhow, we'll fix that for next time. Um, Tiana, dynamite stuff. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. Great. Thanks. Sklar Brothers. We told you where to track them down this coming week and going forward. We'll talk to you in about a week from now to break it all down in the world of sports. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. (laughs) 